Welcome to track number 10 of the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. Look, there's not so much beautifulness about us. If you are a Nigerian, Nigeria has a bad reputation everywhere. It's so bad that it's almost a crime to be a Nigerian. I'm telling you, in many places, if you say you are a Nigerian... So being Nigerian is may not even it may even be negative for you. Because you if there's no nationality, I know they'll put it on the bank openly. We do not open an account for Nigeria in England. Yeah, they do not open, say we do not. Or even the embassy that if you are below thirty five, we don't give visas if you are below thirty five, that's all. Because of what Nigerians have done everywhere. You need, you need something else that is going to give you some beautifulness and some gracefulness make you nice. If you are an Ewe, there's a lot of juju and things that have been done. It's true. It's true. That, that, that you find, no, you may not know and in fact, people, some people are even afraid of you. And you mention them and say, hey! <laughs> yeah. So I will not rent our house to you. Because you may do an agbala ag- on me. <laughs> yes. Is it true or it's not true? You see, people don't like when you say things as what is happening. They don't want you to say it. That is what is happening. They don't want us to say real things. They want us to just be preaching above, above, above. I don't want to say it. I have said a negative one about my family. And then you, you, I shouldn't say all those aspects that affect I shouldn't say it. Why? in medical school and I was going to do exam. My, my, my name starts with H. So I, my, the person who starts things started with F, E, E, F, G, H, they were with me. So it's four of us, six of us, we we're always together for every exam. All from first year to the end. We divide us four, 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 four like that. And this guy, anytime we are going for exam, I've seen him. to the biochemistry room. The examiners are there. <laughs> this is the door. This is the door. And we are here. And we are going in for the oral exam. All the examiners are sitting in the air-conditioned office. And they are about to open the door. Do you understand? And when he walks in, he will stand say, Saying, what are you saying when you are going in? 
2020. What are you saying? You are pouring Gamali 20 on the on the on the examiners before you enter. You are pouring Gamali 20. <laughs> Within the examiners, they are pouring Gamali 20 on all the examiners. <laughs> what you need is charismata, multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Say multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Say multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Gracefulness and beauty. Gracefulness and beauty. Gracefulness. Manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Ah, this is what you need. Multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Wow, charismata, multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Yeah. All my life I've been called Kwesi Bruni. All my life I've been called Kwesi Bruni. When I passed the shop, Kwesi Bruni, Kwesi Bruni, even two days ago when I came to the site here, Oko was there. Yeah, he when he saw me, so I Kwesi Broni, Kwesi Broni. That is how they call right here on my on my own building project. That is how Kwesi Broni. Kwesi Broni, this is all my life. Kwesi Broni, red, they call red. <laughs> all I need is a multiple manifestation. Of gracefulness and beauty. My, yeah. My my my. Look, something has happened to my my volume. Increase the something of a treble or something. Listen. When I went to, my wife's father used to stay at Ringway Estate. I went there to go and see her. That time she was just a sister. I was visiting. She had an appeal. She had a magnetism. That was attracting me. What a sh- So, when I went there, and the father saw me, he thought I was coming for her big sister. It's called Irene. They were all, they were roommates at that time. As soon as he saw me, he took her out. He called her and said, come. Irene, come. And he put her in the car. Out. Drove out of the gate at Greenway Estate. Straight. He said, I don't want any Lebanese man to come from my daughter. Oh. You want to marry my daughter? You cannot marry my daughter, Kwesi Brody. 
Go and see Brony. You cannot marry my daughter. <laughs> Through the multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. A certain attraction. One day my father-in-law, the one who drove the daughter out, he looked at me and he said, you look like Jesus Christ to me. Yeah. Yeah, he said, you are like Jesus Christ to me. Yeah. Yeah. Charismata. No. I had a camp like this, you see, just like this, this same size, a hall just like this. My father-in-law, an elderly man, over 70 years, he sat at the back, awake. He sat throughout, he and my mother, and they sat there. They listened to me preach, a separate camp like this. I preached, I was ministering to people. Day after day, they were sitting there. Yeah. And one day he told his wife, he said, Doug is very wise. Yeah. But you see, when at first he saw me without charismata, he took his daughter and said, Let's go. Away. Away. Hey! Escape from the Lebanese man. That's why I recently met some Lebanese Christians and I told them, Come to the Kodesh. Because I am like a Lebanese man. I've been seen as a... You come here, I am one of you. With this ISI, I'm bringing a Lebanese pastor to come and preach. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I see myself also as a Lebanese man. I don't know why you are standing. Go and sit down. Charisma. An appeal. I said an appeal. An elegance. A flow, fluent, smooth, effortless, natural, natural, natural. Wow! I mean, all that you need in your life is a multiple manifestation of gracefulness and beauty. Gracefulness and beauty. This is all that you need. This is what a pastor needs. This is what somebody needs. This is multiple manifestations of gracefulness and beauty. Oh. So, that is why I'm going to give you the long list of basic charismata, personal charismata, ministry charismata. Hey! To be made charismatic, the next one, it means to be made mellifluous. 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 Spelled M-E-L-L-I-F-L-U-O-U-S. Mellifluous. Mellifluous. When, when, when the Holy Spirit comes and is increasing your charisma, it's making you mellifluous. 
Do you know what to know what it means to be mellifluous? It means to be pleasing to the ear. Yeah, it's like what you say is pleasing to the ear. It's like when you speak, it's pleasing. It's, it's nice to the ear. Mellifluous. So that when the charisma, the multiple manifestation comes on you and on your preaching, your preaching is pleasing to the ear. It's like, it's like somebody likes it. It's like, wow. One day I told them, I said, put it on the radio. Makane. Put it in the middle of the night when everybody is asleep. Amazingly. Amazingly. Because it is mellifluous. Elderly people who are not pastors. Mellifluous. When the charisma, your charisma has been increased by the influence of the Spirit. Have been made charismatic, a multiple manifestation of grace. You will receive mellifluous abilities. Wow! For some of you, when you speak, it, it even drives your beloved away. It even drives the, the guy who was going to beloved, he changed his mind. Because you, you, you don't have that mellifluous ability. The next one. It means to be made... It means to be made... Euphonious. Euphonious. E-U-P-H-O-N-I-O-U-S. Euphonious. Having a pleasant sound. Pleasing, not harsh. Not harsh. Not harsh. Having a pleasant sound. So anybody who can sing, and you, you have a pleasant sound, it is a, it's a manifestation of gracefulness and beauty that has been given to you. Think about it. When Ida makes a pleasant sound, I'm attracted. I, I constantly feel attracted to her. When she makes a pleasant sound, I want her to come. So let her come. She should come. I need her. I need her. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a euphonious, euphonious ability. <laughs> so those of you who are playing with your euphonious gift, <laughs> and you will not practice your euphonious gift. fantastic. Hmm. Euphonious. The next one, it makes you felicitous. Hmm. Felicitous. F-E-L-I 
C-I-T-O-U-S. Felicitous. When charismata falls on you, gracefulness. It means to be made felicitous. I'm explaining what it means to be made charismatic. Felicitous. And felicitous means exhibiting an agreeable, appropriate manner or style. Style, your style. Sometimes your style of saying, hello, hello, is it me you're looking for? You see, it's felicitous. It's an agreeable style. All those, all those songs out there, they contain felicitous feelings. I just call to say I love you. There's, there's some beautifulness about it. Some gracefulness. I just call to say. You see, some of, some of you brothers, you don't have felicitous <laughs> capabilities. Your style is not felicitous. Ghana voice. Ghana voice, what is left of you? You need an agreeable style. An agreeable manner. You cannot just go and say, I think that something has moved me and I've chosen you. Is it felicitous? Is it agreeable? Some of you, when God blesses you with that manifestation of grace and you are working in an office and you are working in an office and He gives you that ability, you can have a style that just your presence is okay. People will pay for your presence. Because you have a felicitous style. Agreeable manner and style. Your presence is... Yeah. Some... One day a certain secretary... She was employed in a certain office... When she came to work with her high heels, go, 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 go. the boss looked and said, Hey, another madam has come here to take over this place. After some time, he said, Please, madam, you cannot be in charge here. I'm the head of this office. Go, 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 go. You see, she didn't have an agreeable style. Yes, agreeable style is something that works. The person is comfortable. He's not afraid of your presence. Yeah. He's not at ease. Oh, you need it. Felicitous. Felicitous. It means marked by good fortune. Felicitous. Good fortune. And like you always be chosen for things. When you are felicitous. What a word, I tell you. Have I given you me elegance? Refined quality. 
of gracefulness. Quality of meekness and ingenuous simplicity. Wow. Gracefulness. So that's, that is actually what it means. So, because it is grace, charis, it's grace. People call their children charis. Charisma, manifestation of grace. And then charismata, multiple manifestations of grace. And so, when somebody has charisma, in the Greek, it's often just called, it's not even called what we call a gift. But it's just called a manifestation of gracefulness and beauty that is given to the person. So, how we call it, see, we are, we are using the wrong word. It's not understood well. That any gift of the Spirit is a manifestation of some beauty. Like, if you take a pastor, which is a ministry charisma, a, a manifestation of grace. It's, it's like, it makes him naturally like people and care for people and wants the people and look after the people and always talk to the people and have answers for the people and like the people and even cry with the people. It's, it's like effortless. It's a manifestation of beautifulness and gracefulness. It's like ease and flow. That's why it's very easy to say it's natural. Yeah. And some of the gifts, God has to put them in your genes. He has to put it in your genes. For it to work, it has to be in your genes. Like if it's a voice or his ability to dance and all that. So, because before he calls you, he knows that I'm going to call you to dance. For me. Then he predestines how Michael Jackson would have been at the, with the Lord, yes, with Jesus. Then call. But whether you even listen to the call, or maybe when you call, then listen to some other call. Or who has bewitched your witchcraft would now come in. Now you, you can watch and you see gracefulness. And that is why some of the gifts, you think that the Holy Spirit has to put it in your genes. It has to come from birth. It has to come. Not, it doesn't come when you start praying. It has to come because of the way the gift is. It has to be genetic. It has to be genetic. But it's a gift. And it's from the Holy Spirit too. Because it was part of the predestination. You totally miswired the whole thing. Your beautiful face, your handsome face, is part of a plan. Yeah. It's going to be used to attract something. What a shock. Are you excited about gracefulness? The next one, it means ease. Ease. Which means freedom from difficulty or hardship or effort. Amen. Freedom from difficulty or hardship Efforts. Amen. Hmm. 
The next one, it means adrat. Adroit or adroit. It means nimble in the use of your hands or body. Nimble in the use of your hands or your body. Wow. Is it fantastic? The next one, it means aesthetic. A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C, aesthetic. Pertaining to a sense of the beautiful. Having a sense of the beauty. Love of beauty. This is, I'm just trying to explain that all of these wonderful gifts you are just actually seeing a portion of beauty, attraction, magnetism, gracefulness. So maybe I should actually call this the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit on your level of gracefulness yeah. and beauty. The level of beauty and gracefulness. Now let us go into the charisma, charismata. Basic charismata. We have, I'm going to give you four groups of charismata, manifestations of beauty and gracefulness. Number one, basic charismata. Two, personal charismata. Three, spiritual charismata. And number four, ministry charismata. So basic charismata. Righteousness. Romans chapter 5. If by one's offense death reigned by one, Amen. Amen. How much more they which receive the abundance of Grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign by one. Amen. 
If you read from verse, if you read earlier, you'll see the word gifts. Verse 15. Not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Charisma. It's a gift. It's, it's a certain, righteousness is attractive. Righteousness is attractive. If you are straightforward, you are attractive. So, in verse 16, Romans 15, 16, it says, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. How much more they which receive an abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in one life by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, you are finding out that righteousness itself is a basic charisma given to you. Amen. The second basic charisma, charismata, or the second in the list of basic charismata, is eternal life. Yeah, eternal life. Basic charismata, basic charismata. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, the gifts of God, is eternal life. And that word is charisma. Charisma of God is eternal life. Or the, the, the manifestation of beautifulness, of beauty and gracefulness in you is eternal life. It, 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 it makes you different. I mean, when you see someone, so, he's an unbeliever. You know, that you are not, uh, you don't want to be close to the person. It's true. Or if you see somebody and the person says, oh, this one is a thief. Oh, don't let him come to the house. So, oh, let him know. Show him, though, don't come. Oh, this one, he was telling lies. So you see that a certain gracefulness is gone from you. A certain beauty is gone. A certain attraction is not there. Because, oh, this one is a, this one is a liar. This one is he's told this, so he's still this. A certain gracefulness and a certain beauty is, is finished. Yeah. That's why the Bible calls righteousness a gift. Yeah. And that's why eternal life is called a gift. Because when you have it, it's like you are, there's some gracefulness. I say, oh. Once I walked into a, a, a breakfast meeting and all the people there thought I was an unbeliever. Because Chrissy Bruni has come. A Lebanese man whom they, they, they felt that he is not a uh, uh, Christian. But when they realized that I was not just a Christian, but I was a pastor, then they said, oh, come. Then they rather brought me to the, sit on the stage. At Kolebu, made me come and sit on the stage. It's like, there was some gracefulness and some beauty. Oh, come. Come and rather sit on the stage. You are a pastor. Yeah, the gift of eternal life. I had it. So this is basic charis- charismata. And I have only two under basic charismata. Now we are moving to personal charismata. Do you want to know the personal charismata? Okay. 
The next personal charisma. So the first basic charisma is righteousness. And then what? Eternal life. Then personal charismata, I have only one under that, and that is celibacy. The ability to stay without getting married. The ability. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own. Husband, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. That is a pleasurable instruction, isn't it? Easy. And likewise, also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power over her own body, but the husband. And likewise, also the husband has not power over his own body, but the wife. Verse 5. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent. It's talking about sex. For a time that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer and come together again. Wow, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as I myself. But every man, that is as he himself was, which is not being married. But every man has his proper charisma of God. Every man has his proper gift. One after this manner and another after that. I say therefore to the unmarried and the widows, it is good if they abide even as I. It is good. It is good. It is good. It is good. But if they cannot contain. So the ability to contain is a gift. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Wow. You see, when, we, when, you, when you see you marrying, you see that there's, there's a certain... Um, even, even, even women, ladies, you see that after you are, they are married, there's a certain, I would say, uh, deceptive attractiveness. That goes. There's something that drops. This is like, yeah, just ordinary. It's true. Huh? A certain fascination. It's like there are some ordinary people.
ez a But the best, the best way, if you want to understand this particular charisma, this personal charismata, or under the personal charismata, is if you look at people who are divorced and those who marry and those who don't marry after divorcing, you see that there is a certain gracefulness and beauty. That multiplies on them as they stay unmarried. Are you still shocked? I'll give you I'll give you how many examples? Two that you may know. Let's say somebody like John Wesley. He probably had the gift to stay alone because he was 40-something years old when he married. And then his wife was so much of a problem. She was so cantankerous and so problematic that it was like the greatest curse for him to have married her. But when she left him, he never went for anybody else. And he lived till he was 90 plus. Yeah. And his wife was separated from him for more than 20 years. He never went for anyone. Then when his wife died, because his wife died before he died, long before he died, he never took any other woman. So you see, a certain gracefulness and beautifulness was there. You sort of realize. Now, when I went to visit his house, John Wesley's house, there were pictures in the bedrooms. Do you see? And one of the pictures had a certain woman whom they said that this woman used to serve John Wesley. Because I visited John Wesley's house in London. And he said, this woman used to serve and look after, help to look after him. And everybody thought that he would marry her when the wife died or was gone. But she never married her. Because you may think, but it's, it's not the case. If you take an example of somebody like Mike Murdoch, who also got divorced. His wife left him after, I think, 13 years of marriage. He has been alone for years. And if you watch, he's become more and more powerful and more and more something on him. All the years have gone by. So, I'm just saying that it's a good way of seeing that we don't have many eunuchs and we don't have many unmarried ministers. But you see it in people who maybe were married and then they don't marry again. They know, but they don't go for it. But when we marry, we show that we we are weak. We reveal our weakness. 
uh, about something that we need. And you subject yourself to a very possible danger of your life. It's true. To marry is one of the dangerous things in the ministry. If my wife was not around, God forbid, and then I chose, Rebecca, come. And then I came and I just chose, I said, oh, I've chosen one of the first love. How old are you, my dear? Okay. Hello, we are back. And I chose her. I said, 90. So no, she's now my wife. This Wow. Hold my, hold my hand. Wow. A number of you would be worried. I said, what is Bishop? What is Bishop doing? Yes. What am I, what am I linking myself to? And I'll say, who are those of you who, are, who don't like my wife? You, you be careful. People will be afraid. Pray secretly. Lord, he doesn't know her. He doesn't know her. If he knows her, he will not say that he's going to marry her. Yeah. Do you know Nato? I don't know her. I don't, I don't know. And I can't get up and I come and I say, okay, Sam, you be my wife. Sit here. First lady. What a shock. But if I do not, if I do not, and I'm just there, go, go back to your chair. Go back to your chair. If I do not, and I'm just there, 60 years old, without my wife, 65 years old, 70 years old, it's like I'm just there. So I just come. It's like I, I, I look like some ancient prophet with some, I mean, just a heavenly Minded in divine. I look divine. But as soon as I go for, come back. As soon as I go for this little girl. People will be saying. So when I, when I come, I come to church. Come. So let's say I come, you are, I'm preaching now. I'm going to come to preach. And you are there. Are those people and I come. With my new little wife. And I come with you. All the boys in the pulpit leading the meeting. And I come and we, we, we go. We come together. And you, you'll be looking at me. It's like, yeah. It's like, I know what is in your head. I don't know. I don't Jesus mind. must give your life. We are we are come, we are come from the house. Gone. Yes. You see? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. Hey. Ah, okay. My darling, sit down, please. <laughs> It's like, even though I still have some grace over that there's something, it's like. Water. 
be very surprised. I will ask, oh, is that your granddaughter? Is that what? Is that your granddaughter? Yeah. That's my wife. That's my wife. Yeah. You wonder if I'm under the sweet influences. I'm trying to explain to you the ability to stay and marriage is also there's also something about it. Yeah, it's, it's a grace. It's a grace. Some beautiful beauty and some gracefulness about it. Some mistresses like I'm above certain things. Supposing this one, now she also dies, God forbid, and she also dies, and then I need a chair for her somewhere right here. Okay, so she goes away. Then, after that, then, I'm going to come, my dear, come. <laughs> <laughs> And Dr. Go is preaching. Yes. You must be under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. You must receive the power of God. You must serve Jesus. You must do the work of God. You must love Him. Oh, hallelujah. You must give yourself to Jesus. God is coming. I'm, I'm coming with my, coming with my, my, my new my wow. third wife. Somebody clap your hands. Clap your hands and let's receive Bishop Dagwood Mills. He has come to church. Oh, your, your hand clap is in not. That's my third one. So, Annie, come and say hello to the congregation. Hello. Hello. She's inside. She's inside. Where's she? There is a certain level of beauty and gracefulness that seems to be less. But we are happy. Once one bishop is happy, we are happy. Are you not happy? And then, supposing this one also dies. Find a place. Okay, find a place. And then I start scanning. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Shalaba, 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 shalaba. And then I'm coming again with the third one. Just go, get into the pulpit. Come, my dear, come. Yes, sit down, sit down. So we have been looking at three words. Charisma. Charisma. Charismata. Amen, 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 amen. See charismata on your life. Wow. Receive the charisma. This is my third, my fourth. 
Clap your hands. Bishop has come to church okay. this morning. Yeah, just, well, oh, clap your hands. Bishop, that you want male to come with. You see that some beauty and some gracefulness seem to be reduced. Uh, honey, come and say hello to the congregation. Good morning. <laughs> and where are you from? I'm very happy to be here. Of course. Okay, yeah, sit down. Yeah. What a... Yeah. <laughs> hey, just go. If your wife is not around, you are able to stay. It's a gift. I received it. And a gracefulness. It's a gift. And beauty. Celibate. Huh? Celibate. Celibacy. Mama. A gift. You can go back to your chair. I should go for a fifth one. Television, I'm alone there. Whilst you are having crackling laughter in your house, you are enjoying. I'll take another one. I'll take another one. I should be suffering in the house. I'll choose one just now, you see. Oh. You see that? The level of something. And that's what happens to you when you marry. It looks natural in society. But actually, a certain level of gracefulness and beauty is reduced. Because you have not followed Jesus fully. You have not followed Jesus fully. I, I, you see, I don't want to offend you, but I'm telling you that you have not followed Jesus fully. Jesus never yoked himself to any woman. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Is it supernatural? How many levels of charismata do you have? Basic charismata. Personal charismata. Now I'm going to spiritual charismata. All these give you a certain appeal. And it. And it. Wow. How many realize that righteousness gives you a certain appeal? How many realize that eternal life gives you a certain appeal? How many realize that celibacy also gives you a certain appeal? It's very difficult to, to operate in that charisma, but it is. Huh? Yeah. One day I sat by a Catholic bishop. He was coming to Ghana. I was also coming to Ghana. 
I asked him, how is it like? You are going home. We are all going home. There is nobody in your house. Just a fridge. Just a house. Television. He said to me, it's very hard. Very hard. Everybody wants to go home to some, something alive in the house. It's true. It's very difficult. I mean, I, I tell you, I respect Catholic priests. I mean, perhaps one of the highest groups that I respect, higher than any other group in the world. Yeah. But that, that thing, and they can stay and decide forever. Can you do it? You couldn't. Which one is your wife? Yeah. Yes. And who is Enyos? Where is your beloved? He's not around. Yeah, he's also married. You couldn't, isn't it? Couldn't control yourself. You went for her. You see, it's like you said, if he cannot contain, it's like. Cannot contain. It's a container. If I cannot contain. Is it fantastic? Is it amazing? Is it supernatural? Is it wonderful? Charismata. Wow. We should have a nice one. Charismata. Spiritual charismata. Number one. Word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Number two. Word of wisdom. Number three. Discerning of spirits. Number four, faith. Number five, working of miracles. Number six, gifts of healing. So when you have all these, then number number seven, tongues, speaking in tongues. Number eight, interpretation of tongues. And number nine, prophecies. These are spiritual charismata. Spiritual charismata. Amen. This makes you attractive. Wisdom, word of wisdom, it, it makes a person very attractive. It's like, wow, wow, I've never heard anything like that. Wow, I want to listen again. Word of knowledge. When a prophet knows something, all that you see on television, so many prophets, uneducated guys, zero education, I mean basic things that they could know, they don't know because they are like, I mean total, they would have the houseboys, beggars, laborers, well, I mean whatever, shoemakers. You go on television and you will see thousands of people standing to listen to some educated people with cars and houses 
sitting there and you ask yourself now, what is drawing the people? Yeah, what is causing the gracefulness and beauty? You see, it is the Holy Spirit has put on them, whether it's a welder, whether it's the carpenter, it's the shoemaker, it's whatever. It's a magnetism. A prophet like a Prophet Salifu Amakunya, his church is near the Kodesh. Yeah. He was the houseboy of a, a great man of God. And the day that he was traveling, he, he, he just laid hands on him, put his polished shoes and put, it, put in, in, in things into the car. And he went there. He had an accident. He didn't come back home. Yeah. He was a houseboy. He doesn't speak a word of English. Yeah, no, just just tree speaking, no English at all. Yeah, and I visited his church in England, and the church full of people, Jamaicans, different types of people, different. The the resident pastor was a pharmacist, educated people. Yeah, the resident pastor, his his resident pastor was a pharmacist. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm talking about what there's something that makes you attractive. Gracefulness and beauty. And fluent and appeal. There's an appeal. There's magnetism. His president pastor. So I asked him, what, how did you join the church? He said, oh. He attended a meeting. And he had a prophecy. He told him he could not have a child. And he told himself, he did some fantastic thing in how he was able to have a child. Through the prophet's ministry. So since then I've, I've been here. Yeah. yeah Charismata. I've been magnetized. Yeah. Gifts of healing. Healing. And there are so, that's why the Bible there are diversities of these Charismata. Different types. They make you attractive. Yeah. They draw people. It's what draws his wife, he has not been to school. His wife is a graduate from the university. So her graduate is illiterate. Beautiful fair lady. Left and came and married an illiterate. Total illiterate. If I was you, I would pray for the Holy Spirit all the time. Yeah. If you go on television, go TV, 3TV, Africa, this, you will see different problems. You don't even know who they are. Apart from the couple of well-known ones, there are many of them. All of them uneducated. All of them illiterate. And people are listening to them. They are, and God is using them. Because he has just slapped them with some one, cover, one, or, just one or two charismatic and then that's it. It's working. That's why these days I'm just praying for the Holy Spirit. Every day I say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Wow. Is it fantastic? Is it amazing? Is it supernatural? Is it wonderful? Amen. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecies. I mean, you see, all the people whom God used in the charismatic revival in America, they were all uneducated people. And that is one of the reasons why 
they have so many problems. And, and, and you see, that's why, that's why I said that the judgment for those problems by God will be different from what you think. Because those people have not got any enough background to understand secular things. That they have a gift. And so, even when they make mistakes in some of those areas, God's judgment is, I don't think God's judgment will be the same. Because someone who has no idea of human resource matters, taxation, I mean, uh, the laws, government, they doesn't know all these things. When he takes the offering, he takes it home. It is his money. He takes it as his money. When he takes the offering, it's for him. Yeah. In fact, one time I was, I was, I was at a church in a large number of people. And then I took an offering, a large offering, you know, and there was one of these uneducated prophets there, and he was shocked. He said, isn't, isn't the money for the bishop? He said, no, he should, he should take it. Everything is for him. He said, no, it's not at all. I will say, raise it for him in Jesus, whatever. I said, oh, how, how? He was, he was, he was, he was flabbergasted. He said, look, once I stand, I receive this offering, I'm taking everything with me. He said, it's for him. He said, no. But that is, what, what do you expect? You, you, you are too good to, to, to give yourself to this work. You want to do this and this and this. God just puts beauty on people and it baffles, it baffles people. They are baffled continually and they will always be baffled. But God is no respecter of persons. He will just take, you come, slap you with this. You come, slap you, slap you. So that the person is attractive without any, any credentials that should make him attractive. Nothing in his background. So pray for the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit on your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are going to take a short break. Uh, is it time for your tea break? Now, the next thing are ministry gifts. Ministry charismata. And the ministry charismata are the ministry that is doing the work of God. Okay? The other ones, they, they really make you beautiful. Isn't it? But these ones are the ones that have to do with working. Now we have two groups of ministry charismata. Human beings, human beings, and special abilities. So human beings, the human being itself is the gift. Is the, is the beautiful thing. Apostles, prophets, 
evangelists, pastors, or shepherds and teachers. These are the five ministry charismata. Then the which are human beings. Then a ministry charismata which are just abilities, specimen abilities, individual freestanding abilities. Abilities that can come on their own. And all those five charismatas are Ephesians 4.11 in different places. Prophecy, ministry or serving. Romans 12 has a lot of them there nicely written out. Ministry, I'm giving you the list. Maybe Let me just give you the list and then after that I'll talk about it a bit. Okay, ministry, serving, or serving, he that ministereth. And to minister is like to serve, like someone who serves someone. Someone who serves people, so serves someone, it's a, it's, it's a ministry gift. But it's not a person. You see, there, there are ministry gifts that are human beings. Apostle is a gift. The person himself is the gift. You understand? So serving or ministering, teaching again, can have somebody just teaching, exhorting, encouraging, giving. It's another one. Leading, ruling. He that ruleth. Government. Showing mercy. Someone that shows mercy. Helps. Someone that helps and assists. So some of these are vague. They are vague. That's why they still are applicable 2,000 years after they are written. Governments. Hospitality. First Peter 4.9. Hospitality. Look at First Peter 4 and I want to show you the gift of hospitality. Pray that the pastor whom you are visiting, wife, has that gift. First Peter 4, 9. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Is it not fantastic? So pray that the house you are going to, 
stay. Huh? The wife, or if not the wife, the husband has the grace of hospitality. And that makes a person beautiful. I remember a certain sister. I used to go to her house all the time. She had a wonderful gift of hospitality. Her name was Edith. Yeah. When you go to a person who has a gift of grace, it's, the, the person is attractive. It looks natural. That's why I said that hospitality is also, um, the charisma is also to be natural. I gave you the meanings of charisma, isn't it? Natural. No matter the time of day or night, effortlessly, she would, she would, she would just look after us. It's the main house that I would like to go to all the time. At that time I was doing apostolic work and starting a branch of the church myself. I was driving, getting a car, moving, buying instruments myself, doing, getting drums, fixing it, teaching people how to play drums, how to do this, how to do this. Yeah. But her home was the place to go to at midnight. At 1 a.m., at 11 o'clock, every moment. So you said, just sit down. What are you doing? So you wait, I'm coming. Gracefully and naturally. With elegance. Fluent. Mellifluous. Mellifluous. What is the meaning of mellifluous? Huh? Easy to hear. Not a harsh sound. Which, yes, within, within a few minutes, you see that we are happy. It's an influence of the Spirit. It's from God. It's from God. And although now I, I rarely see her, I always remember her for that. Yeah. Always. And when I'm at that place and she's, she's not there, immediately I feel her absence. I've always felt her absence. It's wonderful. But you go somewhere else and they will say, I have some deep freezer, I have some fish in the deep freezer. Should I defrost it? Should I defrost I can cook some rice. I can even remember the chair I was sitting on when I was asked that question. And I remember one of the lies that I've told as a Christian. I said, oh, are you, are you, are you hungry? Do you, do you, should I defrost? Try defrost. I said, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. 
It's one of, one, of, one of the lies. Since then, whenever I travel, I always carry a secret package to secure myself in case the person does not have the charismata necessary for hospitality. And to be hospitable means to be generous to guests. You see, if you are asking me whether you should boil the rice, you are not being generous. You should boil it. Even if I don't eat it, you have been generous. Even generous, but you are now so careful, you don't want to boil it in case it is not eaten. You should boil it. Without asking whether you should boil it. As a born again person, I should tell you 11 o'clock, go and catch a chicken outside. Kill it. It's running in the yard. What about if you step on a snake? What a shock. Okay, back to our list. Let's go back to our list. You made me divert into this. Is it fantastic? The next one, I'm on Charismata. Have I finished? Yeah, hospitality. So that's the list of Charismata that we have. Now turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Amen. How many want those gifts? The measure of the gifts, the grace, gracefulness, beauty. Wow. And I'm going to show you how to find your charismata. Do you want to find your charismata? You want to locate the charismata that is for you? Okay. 
When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it that he also descended? And he that descended is also he that ascended up above, that he might fill all things. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Now, if you want to do, listen carefully and notice verse 11. For the perfecting of the saints. And for the work. For the work. For the work. For the work. If you want to work, these are the five things that there are when it comes to work. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body. These are the five main lines of work. Amen. Pastoring, teaching, evangelism, prophets, and apostles. Apostle is starting something. So if you are going to work, and you are going to perfect the saints, and you are going to edify the body of Christ, until we all come in the unity, until we are a perfect man, then the four big lines of ministry are these four, five lines. Five lines. Are you there? So, to go higher, you need these to work in any of these five lines. Apostolic, which is, that's the, the um, people use the hand to explain it. The apostle is the thumb. He can do everything. He can touch the, all the other gifts. The prophet is the second finger. He points to you and says, You, you are living in sin. You, this is what is happening with you. The third finger is the evangelist. It's the longest. It goes far. Then the, this one is the ring finger for marriage. It's the pastor. It's the kind one. And this is the teacher. He can put his little finger into the ear to let you receive the revelations. So those are the five ministry gifts. Isn't it? And these are the big five lines. And this is the real work. When we talk of the work of God, it's, it's, it is one of these five lines. So, if you are not, you, anything else you do, including the long list, helping, ministering, serving, any form of beautifulness and grace that God gives to you, gracefulness and beauty, will be either complementing one of these or be part of one of these or be connected to one of these. Yes, that is what, that is the work of God. So if you are here and you are going to work for God, you are going to be in one of these five like ministering, serving, doing anything 
or using any of it, even hospitality. You know, because hospitality is, 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 is one thing. I mean, there are places I go to, I, I, I keep going there, or if they invite me, I will go because they are hospitable to me when I go. And there are places you go to, you don't want to go again because they are not hospitable to you. Yes. And they don't, they don't really care. They don't even know how to be hospitable. And what people don't realize is that hospitality is one of the beautiful, attractive things. So, when we talk to the ladies and we talk to Ghana girls, you have lost the ability to even cook. You know, and the ability to even provide food effortlessly. It's, a, it's, a, it's difficult for you. Yeah. It's difficult for you to, to, to use a, a rice cooker. Huh? To make rice and not rice water. Or soggy rice. There, there is something that is gone from you. You see, when I look back at my wife in school, that was one of the most attractive things about her. Was that she will make food. I mean, you see, the, the ability to effortlessly make food is a very important gracefulness. That people can eat. Everybody can eat. She would buy kebab that has been cooked and put it, make it a stew. They were students, they didn't have meat, they didn't have whatever, so they buy the kebab and they put it, make it a stew. And we all eat it. Very nice. Your inability to effortlessly do such things. It's only that a lot of brothers are, you are blind. You're just following bottoms and whatever. But after that, after that, you see, let me tell you, it looks attractive to you now. But I can tell you, after the first day, after your first day of marriage, you are going to discover that the Bible is true. The Bible says, male and female created he them. Which means that the males and the females, okay, were made together. So it is very natural for you to be with a female and for a male to be with a female. That is why when you marry, almost in the first day or the second day, it looks almost natural that you are together. The two of you are there, naked, but not ashamed. It's so normal. It's actually surprising, but before it is not normal. It's very odd, but after that, it's so natural. Yeah. It becomes so natural and ordinary. Those of you who are married, is it true or is it not true? Yeah. So then, the gracefulness and the beauty will have to shift from the bottoms and the breasts. And there is no ability naturally but unfortunately, many of the sisters, you are this camp. Maybe that's the only thing that God is trying to show you. That it takes away from you. Over the years, I've watched people who nobody proposes to. 
people whom no one proposes to. Yes. Some of the characteristics you will see people who don't talk. Because that's why when they do beauty contests, they make you speak. Come, did you do? Come. What did they, what did they, did they made you walk around first? They made you walk around? Yes, please. To show how beautiful you were, isn't it? They measured you? Did they measure you? No, please. They don't measure your size? They have some um, vital statistics, that's in the height, and they shouldn't be too fat, they shouldn't be too short. Excuse they measure. Then after that, did they make you speak? Yes, please. What did they ask you? Um, for the audition to me, or the pageant itself. Are they, are they asking? <laughs> Okay, for the, the final, okay, um, for the first round of the questions, questions are put in a basket and then you pick. My question was, um, women are more corrupt than men. <laughs> I think I should put it right. The question was, are women more corrupt than men? That was the question. And what did you answer? Um, Um, I said, I wouldn't say women are more corrupt than men. Neither will I say men are more corrupt than women. We are all special and we are all brought up. We are all special in our own ways. It's your socialization, how you are brought up, where you find yourself. That determines whether you are corrupt or not, not your gender. Uh, Miss Malaika. And what else did they ask you? Then, after, after um, this round of questions, they chose the final five, and then they eliminated two. So the final three, they were all made to answer one question, which were, that time it was um, during election. So they said, in this time of election, what is the most important ingredient needed for a successful and peaceful election? So that was the question. What did you say? Um, I said the most important ingredient that is needed for a peaceful election is love. Miss Malaika, what a shock! Uh huh. It's love. And what else did you say? I said um, love is the only ingredient that is needed because with love. You learn to tolerate another person. With love, you realize that if someone is not in a particular party, you still see the person as a brother, as a member, or a, as a member of a country, as a Ghanaian. So it's only love that would help you see beyond the faults of a person and accept the person. And then that would prevent faults, powers, and... Miss Malaika!
you see that although they were looking at the vital statistics and all that, they wanted to look further. They wanted to look further to see whether there was something else behind. So that is what you need. Talking multiplies your beauty. And that's why they do it at beauty contests. And then, thirdly, hospitality. Thank you, my dear. Hospitality multiplies your attractiveness also. So whether people can feel comfortable around you. Yeah. Even, even to be able to, to chat with you. To talk with you. To feel relaxed and at home. And when I'm sharing these things and I say, Ghana girls, what is left of you? You think I'm just saying something like this. You want me to say Ghana boys. Instead of thinking of yourself, you want me to now bring Ghana boys to balance Ghana boys with Ghana girls. You are thinking of revenge instead of instead of analyzing how true the thing is. You are thinking of revenge. Is it not amazing? Is it fantastic? So, you need to um, you need to add all these wonderful things. You know, they, they all work within any of the five streams. Either the apostle, prophet, evangelist, the pastor, or the teacher. He just has, gives you a revelation into your ear, able to teach you, remove the dirt from your ear and let the thing go inside because it's a small finger. The pastor is the one who puts the rings on your finger, marries you, talks to you. He's the kind person. The evangelist is the one who goes far to tell people. The prophet is the one who points out the reality of what is happening. And the apostle is the one who can do all. He can touch teaching. He can do pastoral work. He can do... Because you see, this finger, the little one cannot touch all. This one cannot touch all. This one cannot touch any other finger. This one cannot touch any other finger. But this one can do all. So, a person who seems to be a pastor, is also a prophet, is also a teacher, is also an evangelist, usually that is an apostle. Are you understanding the word of God? Yeah. So Jesus was called an apostle. Paul was called an apostle. He was a teacher, an evangelist. He was a pastor. He was all those things. Jesus was a shepherd. He was a teacher. He was everything. He's called the apostle and the high priest of our faith. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? So this is the work of ministry. The work of ministry is pastoral work, evangelistic work, prophetic work, apostolic work, teaching. This is the work of the ministry. Now, sometimes there can be all this in a person. All that is needed to be a pastor can be in one person. Shepherding, leading, teaching, feeding, loving. But many times, people are not given all the gifts. So they are given just a piece of the gifts. 
And that is where all these other charismata that I mentioned came in. Like prophecy. Or serving. Because a pastor is also serving. Maybe he has to serve his congregation. But sometimes somebody else will be brought to help to serve the congregation members with uh, 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 the knowledge about love or marriage or whatever. Others will be brought to encourage and to exhort. So that's why we even have conventions. Because another pastor is teaching nicely, but they just need a celebration, something to revive and make everybody happy. And the pastor doesn't have the grace. So he has a convention with somebody who cannot stay in his church. When he stays in his church long, there's always a trouble. So he's always traveling around. Do you understand? And he, when he comes and he stays for three days, he's able to bring exhortation. Everybody's encouraged. And when we have convention, everybody's happy after the convention. It's like, wow, 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 wow. It's a wow. Yeah. But that very person, he cannot stay. When he stays in his church for a long time, there's always a problem. Amen. Giving, showing mercy, leading, ruling, governments, all those kind of things, they are all wonderful, different gifts. Helps. A lot of things fall under helps. Amen. But you must aim for the highest. And you must all aim to do the work of the pastor, the evangelist, amen, the teacher. So under this charismata, you must be open because God is doing that. When the Holy Spirit is working on your life, you are likely to be in the ministry. Amen. Now the next thing, I'm moving from charismata, I will come to how to find your charismata. I'm going to come to how to find, to locate your own charismata. Or a likely charismata. Likely charismata. Do you want to find and locate likely charismata in your lives? Amen.